Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Sunday is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. Our first reading is Isaiah 66, verses 18 through 21, an oracle from the prophet's so-called Book of Comfort or Consolation, foretelling a glorious restoration of a reunited Israel after the Babylonian exile. Isaiah wrote before the Babylonian exile of the kingdom of Judah, but lived long enough to see the exile of the northern kingdom of Israel to Assyria. A textual note on the nations mentioned in verse 19. Put was in modern Libya, Lud, Mosak, and Tubal were in modern Turkey, Javan and modern Greece, and the precise meaning and location of Tarshish remains unclear. Isaiah proclaims that the Lord will send fugitives to the nations, who will not only bring back the lost exiles of Israel, but will proclaim his glory even to the Gentile peoples. This gathering of Jews and Gentiles is for a liturgical purpose, the worship of the true God in Jerusalem. Most astonishing is the implication that some of these Gentiles the Lord will take as priests and Levites. A radical departure from Numbers 18 verses 1 through 7, where the priesthood is limited to the descendants of Aaron and the other temple ministries to the rest of the tribe of Levi. While the exiles of the southern kingdom of Judah comprise mostly of the tribes of Judah, Benjamin, Simeon, and Levi, largely returned to the Holy Land, most of the exiles from the northern kingdom of Israel did not, thereby, becoming the so-called lost tribes. Moreover, non-Levites were not given ministerial positions in the rebuilt temple, nor were priests taken from any but the descendants of Aaron. To have Gentiles serving in such roles remained even more unthinkable. The true fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, however, comes in Jesus' establishment of the Catholic Church, the New Israel. Our Lord sent his apostles and disciples to all nations, preaching in the synagogues of the Diaspora Jews around the Roman Mediterranean world, as well as drawing Gentile converts in the same cities. From among these baptized were chosen qualified men, both ethnic Jew and Gentile, to become priests of our Lord's new covenant. The descendants of the lost tribes were no doubt among the mixed populations that received the gospel in the first centuries of the church. Indeed, we can even say that the presence of diaspora communities served to prepare the Roman world for the preaching of the gospel by the early church. This was the beginning of a new age in salvation history, when the fruit of the chosen people of the Old Testament was extended to the whole world, with faithfulness replacing ethnicity as the criterion of God's people. This is the point Jesus will make in this Sunday's Gospel. Our psalm this Sunday is Psalm 117, the shortest chapter in the Bible and the last of the Halal Psalms, so named because they use the phrase, Praise the Lord. These psalms were especially used during the three great Jewish feasts of Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. The Halal Psalms were likely on the apostles' lips as they left the Last Supper with Jesus. See Matthew 26, verse 30. Psalm 117 encapsulates our first reading from Isaiah. All nations are called to praise and glorify the Lord, whose faithfulness to his people, even to the lost exiles, endures forever. It is possible that Levite ministers in the temple chanted this to Gentile worshipers in the outer court, allowing them to participate in the temple liturgy. Many such Gentile believers, known as God-fearers, came to worship the true God without taking the rare step of formally converting to Judaism. 
that the fidelity of the Lord endures forever assures us that the Lord will not cease to pursue us sinners, even to our final moments. Our antiphon, taken from Mark 16, verse 15, refers to Isaiah's fulfillment in the preaching of the gospel to all peoples in the New Testament. This Sunday's second reading is Hebrews 12, verses 5-7 through 7 and 11-13, through 13, a message of encouragement for enduring life's trials, likely intended to uplift early Jewish converts to Christianity who were experiencing persecution in their communities. The exhortation quoted in the letter comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11-12. through 12. The last two verses allude to Isaiah 35, verse 3, and Proverbs 4, verses 26-27. through 27 with Isaiah encouraging Israel with a promise to rescue the people from exile, and Proverbs relating the moral advice of a father to his son, exhorting him to pursue good and avoid evil. Just so, this passage from the letter to the Hebrews assures us that we are sons and daughters of God, who experience trials and discipline from our Heavenly Father along our road to salvation. Earlier in the letter, at Hebrews 2 verse 10, the author notes that even Jesus was made perfect through suffering on our behalf. Our Gospel this Sunday is Luke 13, verses 22-30, which continues with the so-called travel narrative as Jesus makes his way to Jerusalem. Jesus answers a pressing question for every Christian. Will only a few people be saved? Again, drawing an analogy between the kingdom of God and a master's household, Jesus makes that point makes the point that Jewish ethnicity does not save by default, as his new covenant will be for all people. Gentiles will come from east, west, north, and south to join the great patriarchs and prophets of the Old Testament and the great heavenly banquet, as hinted in our first reading from Isaiah. On the other hand, for those that do not enter through the narrow gate, there will be wailing and grinding of teeth in hell. Many surprises will surely be in store at the general judgment as some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. In the parable, the master of the house is Jesus himself, with an implicit claim to divinity. Those knocking at the door refer to their Lord, at the scriptural salutation for God, as the one who drank in their company and taught in their streets. I will not speculate further on how many will be saved, but Jesus' references to the many who will not be strong enough is sobering, though not surprising given the state of our world. There is comfort, however, in St. Paul's words at 1 Timothy 2, verse 4. God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That being so, he will certainly assist us with his grace to be among those who will enter through the narrow gate, in particular through the sacraments of the church, especially confession and the Eucharist. That's all we have time for today. Let's conclude with a collect from this Sunday's Mass. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, Grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again and God bless.